0: and we got married and four days later I was a surgery intern which meant you know I spent the night in the hospital every third night um you know there's no extra time and so I got super creative um with finding ways to train um and to this day I still do this if I had like a, a full day off that was my time to like I did this morning run like do cardio and then do a a second piece in the afternoon. And again, like people would say, well, you're just not focusing hard enough. You're not, um, your priorities are not in line if you're making time to do this. And sort of what I continue to see is that you actually are far more productive if you have these things that you have to schedule your priorities around. And again, I maybe other, feel like other industries feel this way, but I feel like doctors a lot of times just feel like they're just,
1: so busy and it is true i mean hi my name is scott switzer and i am the cloudsdale my friends amy radowski charlie yoti kat Shear, love fitness as a sport as much as i do we are all 40 plus masters age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy active life We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast.
2: Hi, and thanks for tuning in. I wanted to remind you of our Road to a 1000 Subscribers giveaway that we have going on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and have a public profile, you'll be entered to win a free RX Smart Gear original jump rope. You'll get to pick the pattern of the handles, the color and weight of the cable, and you'll be getting one of the best-selling, best-performing jump ropes out there. Every time we hit a new century mark with the number of subscribers to our channel, we'll randomly select a new winner. And our friend Dave Newman is going to throw in a little something extra for each winner. So a special thanks to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, to Dave Newman for being such a great partner, and to you for being a loyal listener. Good luck, and I hope you are our next winner. So what cool. was this workout this morning you did, Marilyn? And
0: eight miles. Wow.
2: Good for you. Uh,
3: not good for anyone.
0: Not jumping right into that.
3: <laughs> yeah, she, uh, yeah. We met some people, which we've not done a good job of since we moved here, like branching out, really. And so, um uh, a guy that's a CRNA at the hospital um, invited us to do. Are you also entertaining puppies right now?
2: I might be. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm throwing the ball no. for. Her.
3: No, it's great. But they uh, <laughs> invited us to run and this, that, and other. So we got road bikes and we signed up for it. I, I screened the invites. He was like, "We should do the sprint triathlon." I was like, "How long is the swim?" And that's all that I care about. Uh, so, and it's in a pool, so we're not going to drown. So that'll be. Oh, awesome. that's good. Yeah. Money. Yeah,
1: yeah we, we have heard from your teammates about your swimming ability.
3: Yeah, well, I, okay, Brooke, she doesn't cheat, but she does like combat side stroke. Have you ever seen that?
4: Mm-hmm. Huh?
3: It looks stupid, but it is apparent like your head's out of the water the whole time and you reach and then you go. It's like a sideways butterfly, but I don't know. I if, if we they had our games this year and we got to go and yada, 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 and it was a 1,000-meter swim, I was definitely coming in last, unless someone actively drowned and had to be saved. But yeah, I guess I'm bottom-heavy, man. Like, I got a heavy butt, and I swim like, a, like an alligator, like on my best day. So, uh, I
0: kind
3: of disagree, because when we were swimming a lot, we got pretty good. I got I mean, I wouldn't yeah, die. Good. Wasn't
1: that where she really threw you under the bus? Was the paddleboard?
0: Yeah, it's the white protein powder right next to
3: the ascent. The- yeah,
0: you should
3: have to do
0: really the cocaine tested. test. It's not, it's legal. Legal. not like- it's legal. legal. it probably, yeah, That's probably. Legal. Oh, wait, it's
2: in a tall i sorry. Are you feeding the baby protein powder already? Is that
3: uh, okay? <laughs> Last time we talked, I how I told you. I have no, no idea what we're doing right now I come to the conclusion nobody does and I still feel that way but I you know in my brain like y'all's brains probably it's like I have to get enough protein in today I have to drink enough water you know I don't think anybody has enough problems or has problems getting carbs and fat so my brain I'm like we got to get the kids some protein so she develops but and that's not the case at all so they all like most of their stuff is so we we are in sticking in front of her see if she'll eat at stage um, so it's been cool. She, she's got two little little buck teeth now, and uh, she is walking around propped up on her thing, and she can stand up by herself. So we are moving along in the, the right timeline, I think. So
2: Yeah, you'll be yeah. chasing her around in no time. Just wait.
3: I do. I already chase her around. She, like,
2: yeah.
3: It's yeah, terrifying. I
0: was, <laughs> was like, the little baby from The Exorcist. She, that's how she crawls. The, she's fast. The demon down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what she reminds me of. She's really fast. Yeah, she's silly. And they probably all are. I mean, I'm sure every parent just...
5: uh, But I, I, yours is definitely gifted and talented.
0: And she is you no. Know, there we have guests in town, and I have been dabbling in different protein powders. I have, I had have coronavirus like right after Thanksgiving, and I didn't lose my taste, I don't think, but um, I have no appetite still, and I don't normally like, them. I like to eat, like so I don't normally have room for a shake or anything, so I've been living off of shakes. Anyway, so there's a variety of um, protein powders in there. They were trying to discern which one was the mint chocolate chip.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cool. We had somebody come and do like a
4: there's a show on this now, like a
0: home organization thing in our pantry. If nothing is labeled.
4: It's all in clear matching containers. So you just have to sniff
3: everything. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, are you drinking protein powder or pancake batter? Right,
4: <laughs> you'll never know. Yum. Yeah, either way,
3: everybody wins. That's the end of that story. Yeah. Yeah. How have you guys been? I feel like y'all have exploded since yeah. since I did it.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been quite a ride. You know, we've only been around for a little over a year it was great what
3: was that she she was like humble brag it has nothing
1: to do with me i'm just saying since i
3: not because of me it's not what i'm I'm excited for y'all that's what i was getting at but yeah
1: yeah Yeah, it's been so much fun um it's probably helped me survive the quarantine stuff uh just by getting to talk to people every week
3: that's awesome i just told somebody that like and i you know very happy to, to hang out with the kid as much as possible. Just, you know, I didn't have that growing up, and or dad-wise. And so I'm very distracted. And that's why I told somebody that day. I was like, you know, she can't talk back. But we, we, we are kicking it all day, and that's fine. And then, um, but the working out, as far as, like, a social aspect, I still miss that, I man. if it's the day where she either comes at 5 a.m. because she knows she's going to have a long day or comes down here, or it's late which is you know the case sometimes six seven kid goes down to seven then uh what's lonely in here i'll tell you what increases your fitness is trying to be quiet while you're doing <laughs> <laughs> Well we made like a huge like just error so the rig is not, that wall is the other side, of the side. yeah, yeah. there's a fold-up baby chair where we got that's daycare back there that's right i a- <laughs> love it uh, yeah, that's,
2: that's,
3: that's great so
1: so we had you on um, May 11th was when your episode released, which was fairly early in the quarantine. And you were episode 32. And now we just released episode 103.
4: Holy Busy. Busy.
1: Yeah. Just to give you some perspective of how, how long it's been. Um, you guys were still in Fort Worth. Uh, and just for our listeners, just so that I've been recording this whole time. Um, For our listeners, uh, we're with Dex and Marilyn Hopkins. Uh, Dex was on, as I said, back May 11th, um, and he talked about his wife so much through that episode. We had to have her on to get her side of the story and and see who this amazing woman was. So so we wanted to have Marilyn on as well.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: And so we are really excited to have you guys back. Dex was one of the most fun interviews we ever did. And we, for our 100th episode, we put a poll out and asked people what their favorite moments were from our 100 episodes. And the one that got the most votes was Marilyn throwing Pedialyte at Dex um, at 100 miles an hour. Yes.
3: Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> she was still super knocked up, man. And...
1: No, do you had she had the baby
5: because... Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think made. she... Okay. Yeah. Oh, you were you were sick.
4: Yeah. Oh it. God!
5: Yeah,
4: well. <laughs> <laughs> twice the entire time we've been married, and one was COVID, yeah. which was like
3: twelve hours of her feeling bad. Like we got pretty lucky with the symptoms and stuff, and I, mean, I only lost taste. And you know, we I don't know. We figured out that you could order groceries. I didn't know that was a thing. Completely get how people are like hermits now like if you're if anybody's ever been enabled it is expensive but it's worth it but they um yeah it was so weird we, we didn't have crazy symptoms and so anytime she's ever been sick since we've been married like it is a real train wreck so i'm the sickly one once a year i'll get something that's horrible so i guess i pass it on to her <laughs>
1: and and so the other things that happened last time we had you on that kind of blew up were uh the battle with you and chandler and what a Reese's. Reese's candy should be. Yeah,
3: there's only one. I, I maintain. They. I tell you what, I accidentally did the other day was. uh so I, well, I told y'all the, the best ones are the holiday ones, right? mm mm-hmm. So it's it's about to be. You know, eggs are out, and um, I accidentally for Christmas got one that had Reese's pieces in the the tree. See,
0: that's my Jane. Yeah.
3: No, it's blasphemy. Oh. She loves it. It's oh. a house divided on that. Not a fan. <laughs> Pure original. Uh, I did, and after we had that, I think I realized I'd never tried a fast break, so I went and tried one, and I maintained. That is just garbage bag Reese product. I will say, take fives are a close second. Take fives are good. Any, any sweet and savory thing, where it's uh, salt and the pretzel in there with the, the Reese's stuff, cool with that. Take fives go. Uh, the fast breaks are still trash.
2: Yeah, I'm a a big take five fan, but you were saying the holiday ones you like because of the peanut butter to chocolate ratio, right? You like more peanut butter.
3: Yeah. The what is it? Christmas trees, pumpkins, eggs. Eggs, but and also like they enable you to that to be your favorite one because I don't know what grocery store you guys have, but here it's Kroger. Right there, right? Yeah. I mean we're yeah we're in the country right now. It's uh, in Tupelo, but um at the hometown of Elvis, where he was born, very famous, but um. They go no as you, I oh, know.
5: <laughs> I might need to know that for a trivia game. You don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, Tupelo, two two below, that's it. But the, uh, you go into the, and we go to the grocery store every day because if we buy like a month of groceries, we will eat all of them in a week, mm. we go all the time. But every time you go in there, it's what? Buy two, get like 14, three, some ridiculous thing. You're like, yes, I'll have the, the diabetes now, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say no to it. She, and the worst part is I get them, and then they don't make it to the car. Like, it's so bad now that the lady, and we've not lived here that long since July, right? Go to the Kroger, you know, I'm checking out. I always put them on there last because you can see them, and then you can swipe them. And she knows now. She just beeps them and puts them on the counter, Because right? I go about the same time every day. She knows. So, yeah, it's a, it's a sad, vicious circle.
1: Well, you also told us last time about the shame scan, the, uh, so so at least they're making it to the register.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the shame scan is her.
0: Yeah,
3: 100%. And now I guess me with the kid, because she freaks out in the grocery store, I will open treats and get them to her immediately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that meme that has a bunch of crumpled up Hershey Kiss wrappers, and it says it started out with a kiss, how we didn't end up like this? I don't know if y'all have seen that. That is me. I <laughs> one, ten, or. I need. I don't know if I'm gonna have something like that. I want to eat a bunch of miniature.
3: Things. We're all gas pedal here, is what she's saying.
5: So. Yeah, all in.
0: Right, if you've ever logged those in my fitness app, it's pretty humbling. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just
3: be- I only ate six meals. Dude. How can <laughs> this? <laughs> and like Halloween, we didn't know. And oh. so she can tell you the story, the whole story. But she's never gotten to. To hand out the halloween stuff yeah you, you go ahead i just
0: wanted to hang out halloween candy and every year it just happened to be that i would be on call that night of whatever trick or you know trick or treat doesn't always fall on yeah i just always wanted to in my mind that was like the white picket fence moment was you watch a movie you're watching a scary movie you're popping popcorn and you're hanging out candy and trick tweet. so anyway i've been looking forward to this for seven years and So now we live in a neighborhood and I'm ready. And we went and uh, did it big. I even had a candy bowl for adults that had little baby Jägermeister, little baby Burnett vodkas. Anyway, I was prepared. And I was dressed up like a kitten sitting on my front porch with, I don't know, $200 worth of candy probably. And we had one trick or treater.
3: Well, two if you count me, because guess who cleaned all that candy?
0: And I, I made myself fit between the liquor bottles and all the candy. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. It was it's actually a, good,
0: a great night. It's a
3: good first
4: Halloween with the kid, but we're getting that, right? But
0: there's right. Of- oh. I learned that if you have a lot of extra candy left over, you can donate it to veterans. So,
4: hmm. there's a lot of programs, there's not just one of them. Yeah.
5: Well, hopefully it was just lowly attended because of COVID this year. Hopefully next year you'll get, you'll get your moment again.
0: I thought, I, I don't know. I guess so. It seemed like it was outside. I mean, I'm all about being careful. But
5: yeah. Yeah.
4: Anyway.
3: And I'm, com- got- I'm completely the opposite. I was like, Sh- shut the lights off. Don't act like you're not home. Like lay on the couch like this. Like, but yeah, we only have one. It was so weird.
0: Well, the last time I had trick-or-treaters, I lived in Jackson still. We weren't married, I don't even know if we knew each other. And I was sitting, uh, I lived with a roommate and I was studying at the kitchen table in our like, front room. And so I'm like, what's going on in this neighborhood? You know, I had no idea, I had no kids, it was out of touch. Anyway, and before I know it, like all these doorbell rings are going on I'm like, oh, shoot, and I go and they're all in you know, trick-or-treat. I have nothing completely unprepared and um you know in Jackson Mississippi especially where I was living you can't be unprepared for something like this so I go through my pantry and I found like raisins like a free sun I mean just whatever I could find you know they were so
4: pissed yeah. um, like so
0: and no right. one else came back I mean word spread very quickly so no. I've been looking for
2: redemption I didn't get it
4: yeah, That's well. great.
2: You were you were that house, right? We all have memories as as children of like the house that you never get anything good
4: from. Yeah. The
2: lady that gives out the Mary Janes, you know, and the pennies.
3: Oh, Mary Janes were like the
2: uh, little yellow and brown wrapper. Yeah, the yellow and
3: brown wrapper. What's the other like terrible candy you would get? It was it was like black oh. and orange and looked like toffee, but it was like oh,
4: it's toffee.
3: It was oh, like wrapped up the kids off i like get so bad i don't
2: know i just remember like my grandfather used to always have um uh uh the golden bird. um no, no no this is oh. the it's chocolate and peanuts and caramel but it's like a dark chocolate
3: i know what you're talking about it's like a turtle kind of thing but it's uh
2: oh, i forget what it's called i can see the wrapper it's like black and red
3: yeah, i can see i can see it, uh
2: such I a pop-up have... candy
3: you know my grandpa was a big Werthers old man. Like if old men did it, like that was that was his bad. He was like very stereotype old white man in Mississippi. Like Berthers. He all he, he loved Worthers and he loved uh George Dickle whiskey with this thing. If you never heard of that, it's a good thing because it is like unleaded. It's not good. <laughs> but that was his thing.
2: That was That's great. Well yeah,
1: hopefully now. Sorry, go ahead. I just was going to say I haven't seen George Dickel since I lived in Tallahassee, Florida. The
3: fact you've seen it, like, I drank one, I remember, because I didn't drink a lot, like, playing ball in, in school. So when I got a good team, I was like, okay, we got a reason to celebrate, run it. And so he had passed away at this point. He was very old, like me, growing up. And we'd lived with him most of our life, uh, just to kind of, as a village, took care of my grandmother. But, um... He, you know, he came and watched me in high school, and he never wanted me to know he was there. Like, he was that kind of old man. And, uh, but he'd sit with me on Saturdays, and we'd try to read newspaper clippings that I was so trash in high school. Like, there were no paper clippings to read. He would just, like, humor me. And uh, so he never got to see me play in college. Uh, I think he passed away with my junior or senior year of high school um, in, like, the end of the year. But the first good season we had, I went and got a bottle. And, And mind you, I've hadn't drank much period, but I sure have not like ventured into like fancy whiskey, like at 32 still. And I just really, I, cause he loved, like it was his coffee. It was like, and looking back on it, probably not a very good all the time drink, but he uh, like George did Coke. So I went and got a bottle from the little liquor store in our town uh, where we played at Delta State. And it, yeah, I thought I had set myself on fire on the inside. It was not, <laughs> like it tasted like regret and bad decisions. Really, oh, yeah, I can't believe you've ever seen it though. Like you're, I think you're the only person that's ever said that, that I've said that to They're like that. You made that name up. That's not real. It is. And if you go to a place that has it, it's not a place you need to be. Get out.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tallahassee is like 15 minutes from the Georgia border. It's, it's not like fancy Florida, like Orlando and Miami.
3: Barely, barely Florida.
1: Right. So so we wanted to get to know Marilyn a little bit. You know, we got to know Dex last time. And so um, Dex informed us in the last interview that you were a pretty good gymnast at one point. Was that something you did when you grew up?
0: I did. I, I was a competitive gymnast growing up, but um, gymnastics is one of those things. Well, like any sport, I guess is, but you sort of have to sell your soul to it, you know, and. I was doing like half days of school. I mean, I was like in elementary still. You do like half day of school and then you go, and I mean, I grew up in a really small town. So we would have to drive to my gym, which was like over an hour and a half from our house. And we did this every day. And so then my mom would pick me up at like 11, drive. I would do my work in the car, do my workouts and then come back. But then, you know, it's just hard because they basically want, the, ex- the expectation is once you reach a certain level, you're gonna move there move in. You know, you kind of have like a gym parent and then you just live remote, you know, I guess. Yeah. You know, you, don't, you live at the gym, basically, in um, and homeschool. And then my parents were just like, actually, what was what's kind of interesting, and I, I think we're probably all the same age, I don't know, two. Uh, but anyway, if you remember when Dominique Mujianu, her she sued her parents, basically, or something, there was a big legal thing about her parents stealing her childhood and, you know, all of this. And that was all going on when I was really in the thick of competitive gymnastics. And my parents were like, oh, oh no, we don't, maybe this is a bad idea. Like we should get her involved in other things. So um, I competed locally for, you know, from a gym that was only half an hour away for a few more years. And then, um, then when I quit, um, I missed it a lot, but I just tried out for every sport imaginable. I don't want to hear it. We're going to get a fight about this later, so. Oh, I it. No, I tried out for softball, and I didn't make it. And to this day, I have really hard feelings about that. I think I would have been a great softball player. But we'll never know.
3: It's the only comeback I have for any joke she makes to me, right? Yeah, like, that
0: I didn't make the softball team. And so now it's like a.
3: Well, yeah. So And we have, like, and we talked about it, right? Like, I'll Uncle Rico, you to death, right? Like, <laughs> cool with it. And so she makes fun of me, like like my friend that's here right now, he's, I mean, I was best man at his wedding, but one of my, he was in our wedding, like one of my best friends, like he was my roommate in college and uh, he was my center. So we're super close, right? Like I spent a lot of time under his butt. And uh, we, you know, we get together and she, she back and forth, like just reminiscing. And she always like in the middle of me telling a story, she's like, wait, 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 I got it. And she'll finish the story just cause you know, I, you only have so many. And uh, I
4: do know them all.
3: That's my only comeback. I'm always like, well, tell well, them if about we softball. run out
0: of things to talk about too early. Just let me know. Yeah,
3: that's it. That's all. That's my only comeback. Passively.
2: So you did, you tried out once, didn't make the team once, and then that was it? You were like, nope, uh, done, can't do that?
0: two years. So I quit competing in gymnastics in like ninth or tenth grade. And then, I mean, I went to a really small high school. I graduated with 60 people, which
4: I think mm-hmm. was
0: pretty small. Um, and so I did track, I did high jump, which is funny. Um,
4: I did
0: uh, a lot of things that you didn't actually have to make a team. Um, tennis. I guess you have to try um, We did not have soccer. That is like one of my biggest regrets because I feel like soccer players, you meet them as adults and they're still just super fit and like can run a five minute mile. Anyway, really missed the boat on that one. But I did try out for softball. Um, and I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't make it. And ever since then,
4: I've just been like,
0: I don't know, I think I would have
4: played a softball player. Um, uh,
0: but I still i wouldn't mind going to play now.
4: Um,
0: but maybe my kid will want to play with it. I can live vicariously here.
1: It's so funny that you still
0: played as many random sports as I could, and then, um. I went
4: to a small
3: college. Uh-oh. You're good. Uh-oh. Good? Yeah, we can good. hear you. Oh, okay, you're frozen. The video's froze. Oh, okay. What'd you, What you say? I'm
0: glad we didn't do anything bad.
3: It cut off <laughs> and it's funny, sorry.
1: And you said you went to a small college?
0: I went to Mississippi College, which is in Clinton, Mississippi. Uh, there's, at the time,
4: I don't know what it is now, but at the time, there was maybe like five or six thousand
0: under students. Um, did you as
1: well? So what did, so Dex described you as a sled dog, and not just a sled dog, but the lead sled dog of all sled dogs.
0: I would imagine this referring to my job,
3: it's all things. She uh, and I, I will even say, you know, like, I think the transition from like I talked about. I mean, it doesn't matter where we're at. She will, she'll go. Right? She's going early, and we're going full speed. And now, like where we're, you know, I'll tell people we're retired for sure. Um, her maybe a little sooner than she wanted to. I mean, I think after 2017, she went to the games on our team and 16 the regionals, and then you know it's just in residency it was super hard, but because of, you know, that kind of work ethic. I think that's, a, that's what we're getting at. we talk about that just so, uh, you know, she's a fifth year resident showing up doing first year resident stuff just because like, you know, she does, I mean, I think it served her well. Like a helicopter resident. Which is okay, right? <laughs> like she works hard, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I did not compete in anything in college though. And that's probably, if, I mean, I'm sure we're not supposed to have regrets, but I regret that a bunch. I wish that, I think probably I was, I don't know. That's not necessarily true. Just college, but I wish I would have like run track or did something at least, even if I wasn't good at it. And I just, I, I'm sad about that. But um, I think I would have loved that. And at the time, um, I, you know, like I told you, I grew up in a small town, and most of the people in my town, I'm from really down south in Mississippi, um, down yeah. on the Louisiana state line, basically. Um, and at the time, most of the people I went to high school with either went to the local community college or to Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I would say that was like, those were the popular options. Um, and I just, looking back, I wish I was just going out of state and done something totally different, but it's almost like I did because I went to a school that no one from my high school went to, and it was sort of like a fresh start. I didn't know anybody. And I think that was really good for me. Um, I mean, it's good for anybody, but... Um, that I sort of began to see the world in a totally different light, which sounds crazy. I went to a tiny college in Mississippi. Who would thought that you would go there and branch out, but I think it was a, a good next step for me, kind of a safe move probably, but still I, had, I didn't know a soul there. You know, um, I, I was a cheerleader there. Um, they actually used to, which is obviously, that's a, that's like the most common transition for a, a competitive gymnast to go to cheerleading. Um, I didn't, it wasn't my favorite thing. They, they didn't tumble and, you know, it wasn't a co ed squad. So I actually ended up working at a gymnastics gym for four years, which was sort of my outlet, you know, it was just me and a couple other people who were like washed up athletes who would, you know, just still do gymnastics and play around. It was a fun job, especially as a college student, you know, got to work and make money to, to work out basically. So it was fun. But, yeah, I, um, I learned and grew a lot, but it sounds weird to say that because I was literally an hour and a half from my hometown. I just, um, I don't know, maybe if I had gone and maybe if I had, like, moved out of state or done something really drastic like that, I would have maybe not done as well. I don't know. I mean, who knows, but um, it was good for me at the time. And, and at the time, too, I will say, it was it moving out of my hometown. I was 17 um, and I always wanted to take it out, but I felt it was, I may as well in my mind have been moving to like New York City. I mean, I was moving to a place that had like restaurants and I mean,
3: street lights. Street, it was yeah, crazy.
0: I mean, like the big city I moved to Jackson. And it's still looking back, those were like, some of the best days, I mean, I I loved it. So anyway, just interesting and, and my take on things. And it's just funny. You look back and you're like, that was nothing, <laughs> you know? But at the time, it just felt like this huge move, like, yeah, I don't know. So it's was good. I grew a lot very
3: quickly. This is very much downplaying this. Where she's from is like stereotype Mississippi, like very old times, like not, you know, not that Jackson is just some metropolis, but. Um, yeah, it was. And the school she went to was small, but like very good academic school. Um, and she, you know, may not have played sports, but I think that was her sport. And she obviously, you know, especially looking back from now, was very good at it, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. Just yeah.
2: She, she nailed it. Marilyn, yeah. did you always want to become a doctor?
0: Yes, I did. Um, well, and I still have, I know, we're gonna get a fight about this later too. So this is great. This is really good. It's like marriage counseling. Um, We actually don't fight that much. If we, our fights are like, hey, you just really just off," And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then that's our fight. But we don't stay mad at each other. I do not like tension at all. I like calm, calmness. But anyway, um, that was just an aside. Um, I always wanted to be a doctor and I did always want to, and don't laugh, still want to become an astronaut. I love space. I don't know. I think part of it is like if I had unlimited resources, I would go get a physics degree somewhere. I just love that. I love reading about airplanes. I love, I actually, when I was in medical school, um, like before, I guess I was really in the thick of it, I was working, getting my pilot's license, and then I realized I probably don't need to do this. I'm not dedicating enough time. I probably shouldn't fly a plane. So anyway, but I'm just fascinated fascinated by all of that. But anyway, yes, I always wanted to do something scientific and, you know, doctor was like the stereotypical scientific thing. I had no idea what it really meant to be a doctor. I'm sure one does. I did totally get into it. But um, yeah, I just wanted to do something in the science world and still like, I mean, I talked to the Air Force recruiters. I mean, I actually spoke to one the other day. It's something that I still like is in the back of my mind. Like, well, maybe I'll go do that one day.
3: And the more they release, like there are alien footage kind oh. of things, the worse it, the better, the better it gets.
0: And by the way, before we even go there, where is the Malaysian plane? It's dis- what I want
5: to know. No, you too. You want to know?
0: Wait, what did she say?
5: She I want to know too. <laughs> where is it? I
4: just have forgotten. I want to know. Yeah.
3: Maybe in the conspiracy. <laughs> I'm not into the
4: conspiracy
0: game, but I love just, I don't know, I'm thinking about. It. So um, well, I, f-
2: I feel like if we ever do like colonize, colonize space or, or get up there a little more, I mean, having a medical degree doesn't hurt you, you know, in terms of need, they're going to need doctors up there and they're going to need people, you know, that can do what you do. So you got one foot in the door. We'll pack it up and go. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't
0: know. It's my first, being a doctor is my first career. I don't know what's next, but um,
2: Did you, did you follow the traditional path, like four years of undergrad and then go right to take your MCATs, get into med school?
0: I did. And in some ways, I'm really glad that I did that um,
4: because you get done and you're
0: younger starting out. But on the other hand, I mean, I've obviously met a ton of people along the way who did it so what's called untraditional, I guess, or non-traditional. But um, they've had really cool experiences that I think are hard to get when you're Later in life, but like one of my old mentors, really good friends, um, who was also a urologist, um, lived in Australia for two years before she went to medical school. But you know, I mean, she was in her twenties, and um, she just went down there and you know, worked it for a couple years. And you just meet people who have these experiences, and like, man, that's kind of cool. You know, it's it would I'm sure we could figure out a way, but it'd be hard for us to just move to Australia. hang out for two years now <laughs> you know I mean so I'm glad that I'm glad that it worked out the way it did um but I think it's also really cool to listen to how other people did it um you know and then they look at me and they're like oh but you're you finished when you were 30 um I'm like oh yeah but there's a lot of you know it's just it's good and bad and everything but yeah I went four years uh, undergrad four years med school five years S&C or college.
2: And so, and so what was your decision process around, uh, urology?
0: Oh, you don't really get one. I don't know if you um, have medical people in your family. I did not. Uh, I mean, my mom's a nurse, um, but yeah, you know, I didn't have any doctors or anything like that in my family. So I didn't really, I knew I wanted to be a surgeon. Um, and again, I had no idea what that entailed. It just, I just wanted to be a surgeon and, um, so I started shadowing that, I wanted to be a heart surgeon, and, um, which there's a lot of funny comparisons you could probably make, but, um, okay. <laughs> or metaphors, whatever. Um, and so I would, you know, your first few years of med school are just like, you're sitting in classroom, you don't do a whole lot of other stuff. But then when it got to like the nitty gritty, I mean, you have like compulsory things that, that you have to do according to national standards to complete your degree. And so you have to do eight weeks of general surgery, which I loved. Um, And I just love the people and I love, I am a person that wakes up just naturally at 4.30 in the morning. And so that was was great for me. It gives me something to do in the morning. Um, So I like the early mornings, I like the intensity. Um, And then I just happened to do a two week elective during my surgery rotation on urology. And I kind of just never went back to anything else. and I think more than anything, looking back, it was the people. You know, I made really good friends with, my, with the residents. Like I said, one of the chief residents um, was at my wedding. Another one um, I still talk to all the time. Ended up being a mentor in a totally different location. And So um, they were just like, well, you know, literally two weeks, you've played your whole life on something you've done for two weeks. That really is like, it's a crapshoot kind of in a way. I mean, sometimes you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. So Um, So yeah, two weeks of that. I was like, well, this is this is great. These people are cool. Sure, I'll do this. Uh, You know, just you know, you just have no idea (laughs) what's waiting on the other side. So yeah.
3: So I think here's here's what she does not say. It is super super competitive. One. And, and so I don't know these things going through it, right? We got together her senior year of med school. I have no clue, not a medical person in my family, unless it's like medical problem, that's the only medical. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, cool, you're at school. Nice, it's school. And, um, you know, they don't have a lot of choice, but when we went, I got to go do some interviews and, you know, a lot of these people, like they're so locked into the things they're doing, which you have to be, right, understandably. And, you know, watching her kind of dance through it and be a person that has a personality and like, there's obviously a lot of drive, but there's nothing that's kind of sacrificed it was very cool to see. Um, but she'll tell you it's a crap shoot and it kind of is with the match, but it's very, very competitive and they told her it was a man's world. And now we're, you know, kicking yeah. the door in. Yeah, which is, which is awesome. Like, especially having a daughter now, like knowing that, you know, it doesn't matter the room we step into like you're who you are and like the the strength is there and there's no putting your head down because somebody told you it's a certain way and really, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it'd
2: be it'd be great too if you could give us a little background on like we have we have a an acquaintance in our group of parents here in delaware who's a urologist um oh, cool. and he's a dickhead he's he's he's, a, he's a jerk. and so and so because of that, we sort of make fun of the profession. You know, we call him like the pee-pee doctor. And, you know, his wife is always like, oh, he's out saving lives and doing this. And we're like, whatever, dude. Like he he's he's just not a nice person, whatever. But so tell us what does, you know, what do you deal with sort of on a daily, weekly basis in terms yeah. of patient care? Because I don't I think it's a big misconception that people don't quite understand what urologists do. That's true. Um I
0: always I never knew what they did, and in fact, I didn't know that urology was a surgical specialty. And so, I had immediately written it off. I was like, oh, I'm not. I'm going to be a heart surgeon. I'm not interested. And then I rotate on it, and um, we basically are one of the one of the few. I don't want to say this. Who knows? I, one of the few types of doctors who still do. You know, they're we're sort of a master of our trade. And so we still do a lot of medical management of things. Um, anybody who knows me that's watching this is rolling their eyes. But you also do the surgery on your specific thing as well. You know, it's like there's cardiology and cardiothoracic surgery. And you know, world their worlds that cross, cross over each other in some ways, but in others, I don't know. I think it's cool in that way. So the whole urinary tract is uh, sort of my domain. Kidneys, Dex will not tell you this. He will right off the bat say she's a blood hole doctor. Which I'm not uh, actually. So I know
4: those jokes uh,
0: right off the bat. Yeah. But <laughs> Kidneys, the tubes during the kidney, bladder, prostate. You know, you hear about prostate. I, mean, I think most people automatically think prostate, and then like the male GU system essentially is sort of our domain. Um, and actually, the field of urology that I do now, I did not even know existed when I decided to become a urologist. So I most I do probably about. It's really hard to ramp up your practice here because we're really busy with um, other day-to-day stuff. But I do, my little side gig is reconstructive urology. But um, what most urologists do on a day-to-day basis, I mean, think about like kidney stones that you have to go get, you know, we can cut your, go through your back, we can go through endoscopically. Um, Kidney stones, you know, that's bread and butter. Uh, A lot do prostate cancer. I still diagnose prostate cancer. I haven't done a prostatectomy since I finished Residency. I don't know that I'm planning to do those again because I have partners that do them, and it's
5: frankly not
0: my favorite operation. Um, so you haven't gotten but, to
5: use the robot for the for prostate removal.
0: Oh yeah, I do. Ton, I do tons of robotics. Oh, surgery. Um, okay. So I don't to take out prostates anymore? It's a really tedious operation, and it's not necessarily the operation that bothers me. It's the potential like complications afterwards, and yeah. um, that. Uh, but yeah, a lot of. Surgeons, a lot of urologists now do robotic prostatectomies. Um, you know, taking the kidneys out for kidney cancer, or, you know, a non-functional kidney or what have you. Uh, that's a very common thing to do: to get kidneys out. Uh, yeah, take testicles out. Um, you know, uh, monitor. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that you can do, and it, um, it's kind of nice being in a bigger group where people can kind of get their own patient. and you can skip out on the stuff that isn't your favorite. I mean, we all have our things. That kind of like but there's a lot of, um, when you, it, I think you're asking what they do on a day to day basis. I really think it depends on where you're at and what kind of group you're in. Um, so we're at a big referral hospital here. Um, it's the largest, what did they tell us? The largest rural hospital in the country. So we're considered rural because our population is less than 100,000, but we're a huge hospital. And Jackson is three hours north. Birmingham is two hours to the east, and then we have Memphis, an hour and a half north. So all these small areas around us, for you know, a radius of in some places three hours away, you know, all that stuff gets referred to us, um, especially when you're on call. So um, our call is a lot more busy. We, I do. I've had randomly a lot of trauma lately. You know, I had a couple. Gunshots to the, you know people get shot in the bladder, car wrecks that destroy you know that mess up the bladder, that kind of stuff. That's that's yeah, it's a bunch of weird random things. <laughs> she is she's also
3: the only reconstructive urologist in the state. She'll, she'll leave actually bed. I think there might be yeah. someone on the coast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Well, we moved here.
4: But I think yeah. all that say, it's a
0: bunch of random stuff, and it probably depends on where you live and what kind of practice that you're in as to what you're truly like. I'm doing. I didn't necessarily think I was going to be doing, but. I'm
2: convinced this guy just does vasectomy, so we're just going to leave it at that and yeah. <laughs> and still make fun of him. Well, well, like my thing.
3: and <laughs> I've,
0: yeah, I do a lot of
3: And I've talked, she has the speed record at uh, Kentucky. She's got the speed record, uh, which I don't know if that's something you want somebody to have on you. Sure, it's great. <laughs> for time, she did it for time. But they, they, uh, Knowing now, like being, you know, obviously married to a lady who's been through it. As far as like that guy being a jerk, I I think I told y'all last time too. Is like knowing the thing she's been through and like the kind of the brow beating, I guess you because I mean they treat them like you're going to be a Navy SEAL, right? Like
4: that's probably
3: a SEALs. <laughs> well, you know, what I mean, like <laughs> I
0: didn't have to like from an intensity
3: like <laughs> like carry my boat
0: for five yeah. miles
3: or... but from it's an from an intensity thing like it is. Seems like a lot of over-preparation, which I, you know, as we got into it, I understand, right? Like, I would rather have this heightened sense of, you know, panic and, and pressure put on me now when it's a very kind of loosely controlled but still controlled environment. And now she's, you know, on her own running the show. So I get it a little more. But, man, the stuff they put those people through, especially years one through three, depending on how long your residency was, especially, like, from a surgical standpoint, like, I get why those people are that way, like, on the back end. I don't know how many years you spend undoing that stuff. And thankfully, like, she is very hard-headed when it comes to those things. She is very, like, normal and seems unaffected most of the time, unless she's just, like, the best at eating it. But...
4: I hope I'm not a jerk to people. For I don't. I, mean, I, I am if you need to opposite. be somebody yeah. needs to be a jerk to. But she thanks.
3: gets a lot of handwritten letters and, like, treats she'll bring home to me to eat, of course, uh, that patients make her. So. That is That's nice. Yeah,
4: especially yeah. the
0: baked goods or. Are-
2: that. So so one more medical question, then we can we can talk about athletic background or something else, but let's bring it back to sort of jumping rope and lifting heavy weights. If if someone is leaking, do they need to see a urologist?
0: And, and more specifically, you probably, and you know what, I tell people this, and, and I'm sorry, this, this is an overshare. One thing I've tried really hard not to do, is mother, I'm kind of a private person when it comes to certain things, but um, I I do not think that's normal. And I don't know why, either. especially maybe in the South, maybe it's everywhere, but it's just been propagated that well. I mean, it's just, just deal with that. You know, just go, that's normal. It's fine. Well, I mean, it's not, it's embarrassing. And for some people it prevents them from exercising or doing whatever it is that they want to do. So it's probably a life issue. But um, pelvic floor physical therapy is actually really helpful. And I actually went to see a pelvic floor therapist and. Um, it really sort of changed my outlook because you know I like to fix things and you know I kind of not poo pooed but it was just like no that might work. It really is it's, it's helpful and now I, um, I work with a pelvic floor therapy group here. They're amazing. Um, they can do a lot of things but um, it's a, it's an awesome thing but no it's, it is not normal and I, it does get propagated that you just have to look with it and deal with it but certainly, no, you don't have to. And really, it's not even that much of a I always tell people they're like, No, I just want you to do a sling and just and just fix it. And I'm like, okay, but if I do that, I'm not gonna let you do anything for six weeks. Like you are, you're very your light activity. You can be done with your whole therapy session in six weeks. And so um
1: I don't know, I'm not really getting
0: myself any business doing that. That's for sure. Obviously, maybe <laughs> refer people to the therapist, but I think that's what's best for a lot of people. So when I do um but yeah I, I don't I, I remember people talking about this a few years ago and I was like why is this even a question
2: no it's not normal well, I think, um, especially especially I mean I see it in athletes that haven't had kids either well, yeah, I, I, think, I mean that's definitely not normal
3: <laughs> uh, and, and especially like in our space and culture I feel like they kind of made it sexy for a little while like not yeah. to, say,
2: to to
3: to make people okay with it which I understand right. you know, the, the byproduct of that is like thinking it's okay and normal and, and you know there's a piss in the gym that like doesn't have to be there and it's funny because but it's something you need to see somebody about and seeing her knowing that she's fixed that in people which I think is awesome and makes my brain fall apart to pieces um you know I don't, I don't think people do talk about that so that's I'm glad you asked that
2: yeah I think well there's a difference between I think what what happens is we try to make people feel comfortable that it's happening to them so they're not embarrassed by it and that's when it I think that people take that as, oh, it's okay, or, oh, it's normal. I mean, it's still, it should be considered a problem, but we don't want to alienate people if it does happen to like make them feel terrible.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think, yeah, quality of life issues are still important issues. And that's sort of my whole little side gig and passion project in life is, um, uh, so I see a lot of men with stress incontinence and it's usually specifically men who have their prostate removed, you know, that can be a a problematic side effect they get after surgery, um, especially if they had an abbreviation after their surgery. Um, and so just
1: being able
0: to restore, and, and in that case, they can respond to the therapy somewhat, but um, it's largely a surgical issue, at least right now, that's how I manage it, but um, yeah, just giving somebody back the quality of life so that they can go do things they wanna do. I mean, I guess if you like, if you'd be in your pants and you don't care, well, Good for you, like, own oh no. it, <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't know, but if it's something that is preventing you from going to the gym or going on a run or going out with your family or something like that, well, then yeah, you should have it fixed. Um, I don't know, it all. I guess it all just boils down to, it depends on the person,
2: how much it bothers them, so. Sure, sure, good to know.
1: So you went through all this medical school, um, learning all this stuff, and at the same time, you were a regional and games athlete uh, during that time.
0: Um, yes, but I mean.
1: No but. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the early, so I, I'm trying to think, when I first started, so I definitely went through a very unhealthy phase in college, you know, um, eating garbage. Not exercising. I mean, I worked at a gym, but you know, tumble, a few tumbling passes a day probably isn't gonna work off the uh, late night uh, sack full of crystals. So, um, by the way, I can eat. I can eat like you've never seen before. Um, so, yeah, I ate super unhealthy and didn't exercise, and then I got into med school, and so and sort of got into like I did P90X for probably the first year. Yeah, and by the way, you could. Yes. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, the
4: average X will still oh, kill me. Oh, it
0: destroys. You can, um,
4: yeah.
0: yeah, that, I, I liked that. And so I've never really heard of CrossFit at that point. Um, and which there was a big, only one gym in the state, which was the town I lived in. And uh, uh, then I started running a little bit, you know, just dabbling in various things. And somebody said, oh, you should try CrossFit. And so, um, and I've told her this, but so I showed up at Mississippi CrossFit, and this is like sometime in like mid-2012. Um, and I met this one girl and she had gone to regionals that year, Jess Malone. Um, she's a great athlete. And she sort of just took me under her wing and we became really good friends. And it was such a good, um, just stress reliever, you know, like all of us. It's why we all love to exercise. You know, you get to hang out with people, you get to work out. But I mean, I'm telling you, I'd never picked up a barbell for and so, um, and I have come back, I had no lack of confidence in those days. I don't know why. I mean, I look back at it and it's just embarrassing, but um,
1: so she was like, well,
0: we should go do, you should just go to regional sanctuary I'm like, yeah, we should definitely do that. I mean, it never occurred to me that that might not happen. Um, this is, I think when 48 people would qualify, you know, I mean, they, it was, yeah. I mean, a lot of people do the open, but you know, um, I don't think I, would have made it by today's standards at all. And so we do the open. By the way, me and Dex meet during this time. And was hot. if you want to go back in the Facebook reels, you can see him writing on my Facebook wall in 2013 about 13.1.
3: Yeah. Um, good job, girl. Winky face. Yeah. You Stuff really
0: like good. that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are qualified and um, we made it. Well, actually, sort of going back before that, when she first told me, I guess it would have been the summer before, she's like, oh, I really, like, I want a training partner. There's nobody else in the state that really cares about like competitive CrossFit. It would be like, please be my training partner. I'm like, well, you know, I'm in med school. I'm very busy, you know, which I wasn't. And uh, um, she was like, well, she sent me a uh, video of Julie Fischet. She said, well, she's in med school. She's going to be a doctor and she's doing all of this. And I'm like, well, damn it, Julie, whoever you are, now I have to do this. So um, so anyway, not exactly the same, though, I wouldn't say. So we show up to regionals. I'm wearing A6s, some Umbro shorts, uh, you know, and this is like when I'm trying to, who all was in my region? We had some pretty good girls in our region, but it wasn't as stacked as like the Central East or anything. It was
3: South Central. It was when it was yeah. just South Central, like they didn't yeah.
0: combine it. This is before the continent. Super regional. Well, anyway, Dex, I didn't have grips or anything. I didn't have nanos. I didn't have weightlifting shoes. And Dex gave me his grips to wear and a few other things. I wrote
3: my phone number on them.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did Digi- <laughs> you? Know. And went like fully expecting to qualify for the games. You know, I'm already in my head planning, like, how, how am I going to get off school for July? Like, <laughs> um, which <laughs> turned out to be a little optimistic. Uh, 12, what
2: forgetting. place did you get then? 12. Yeah, 12. Um, that's awesome.
0: Well, but I, when I say a fish out of water, um, I think I was completely incapacitated by the end of the weekend. I could and to this day, if you look back at the re- the programming that year, it was very high volume. That second and third day were pretty rough. Um, and yeah, so I, everybody's there with their, you know, Lululemon um, booty shorts and sports bras, and I look like
3: a nice a, lady a
0: librarian. A nice <laughs> lady.
3: <laughs> this is this is free, like butt cheek hanging out, being cool, and like right. you know, I think this is like when they on the Nano too, right? Yeah. So it's you know. Well, House moms, I think that's what we called it last time, right? It's that season of CrossFit,
0: and I and I loved it, it was so much fun. And I actually still keep in touch with some of the girls I met back then. Um, and then so then the, the next year, mind you, this 2013 regional, I'm just getting like loner grips from Dex. Well, fast forward to the next year, we're engaged at this point, so things move a lot of stuff happened. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew so, what I was doing, and so locking yeah, it down.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so we went back that year. Which actually, uh, you know, the first first few months of my fourth year in med school were rough, but the rest of them were very conducive to training. And so I really did just like pour myself into it because I sort of saw it as my final opportunity to make a push, and I really, really wanted to qualify. Um, which, of course, pff, no. But yeah, I, I gave you it a hundred percent. I think I got like thirteenth or fourteenth or somewhere in there, I mean, somewhere in the
4: teens.
3: I have never gotten top 20 well, as an individual, ever. And she's like, oh, terrible year 12th, oh. you yeah. <laughs> know? Uh, she was good.
0: So, but that was the year that they introduced Strict Einstein Ups for the first time, which I had never even attended. Uh, the legless Rope Climb, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just pure comedy. They too was, yeah, the spectator, Sport part of that was uh, you're pretty disappointed if you're watching me. I actually remember that really well, um, and I still talk to her, Holly Mata, who I don't know if you all know her. If you ever followed, she, she does not compete anymore, although she is still just
4: ripped, just
0: just jacked and fit, and she has had twins and she's got like three other kids. Anyway, she's awesome. I still talk to her and keep in touch. But the stricting, I don't know, you know, CrossFit gets this. Um, Personality or this, this. uh, Gosh, what am I trying to say? Reputation. It's no, you're not the last person, you know, everybody comes back in cheers. Like, if I could have, are we allowed to cuss? I'm not going to say. If I could have told people to shut the f up and not get in trouble for, you know, not like, you
4: know, mm-hmm.
0: right? I mean. Doing the strict handstand push-ups, actually, I made it further at regionals than I've ever made it in training. I was kind of feeling myself. I'm like, well, this isn't as embarrassing as I thought it would be. But everybody's there just like, you got it. I'm like, bitch, I don't got it. Are you? Are you, are you I don't got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it push-up, when they were gone, even now, I mean, obviously, I've worked on them a ton ever since then. Um, and I don't ever want to. Be in that position again where I just really cannot do a movement, but there was there was nothing, you know. And I just remember Holly Mata coming up to me and she's like, "You don't got it," but I feel you. Like I'll stand here with you because I want to punch everybody else too. Like this is stupid. We can quit cheering for you. <laughs> I mean, you know. So anyway, other than that, I love the the aspect of that. Whenever like things are going good, and everyone's cheering for you. But like I'm sitting there, you know, repeatedly failing strict hamstring shuts, Just to help me watch the clock run out, you know.
3: Here's, here's my, so those are fun memories, right? Like getting to watch her in 2013 and 14, we go together and we just get smashed. But my kind of favorite season of life, you know, and it, honestly, it's when she did, not she did not, her favorite to watch as a spectator was her not being able to go, which was heartbreaking obviously, but the lead up, you know, she's working 100 ridiculous residency hours and Tell them about, like, doing the open. Because there, there was that's... not a year she didn't qualify individual in Central East. Like, I don't think one year, maybe, because she had gotten sick or it was on call maybe the whole damn open. But, I mean... I think
0: that's different, though. Um, in medical school, third year med school was hard, and it was sort of challenging to train around it. But it's also, those are some of my absolute best memories. And really, I didn't know how to train back then. And I still don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is, like... The what I do in here every day, you would laugh at but, um But I, it's the only way that I ever met Dex because he would keep the gym open for me after hours. Yeah. And then it morphed into, which we could go on a tangent about this, but it morphed into, oh, well, once you're done with your workout, we're gonna the China buffet. This was long before the days that we thought nutrition had anything to do
3: right with <laughs> it.
1: Well, well, I was gonna ask how smooth Dex was in those days. married, daddy, what you mean? <laughs> oh,
0: I, that could be a, an entirely separate. Maybe you all could do like a, a relationship podcast because. What oh, do you think this is? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting the the way that whole thing went. But anyway, so he would keep the gym open for me at night, so I could come in after my clinicals and do my workout, and then and then it turned into well, now we're going to go to China Buffet and fine uh, How that. we how we dodged life threatening illness from um, <laughs> that place. Okay, I'm I'm
3: pursuing her hard, And we, it's right next to the gym, like same street. And every night we'd finish, we'd all do something like, me, her, we had a really good training group of friends that would just stay literally all day. I don't know how these people made money to live. But because I'm at work technically, you know, she's school. But every night we'd finish, I'd be like, hey, are you hungry? Let's go to China Buffet. Never objects to it. We go, she eats has a good time, you know, we conversate for it, whatever. And it's it's like the back end of the buffet, you know, when you don't wanna go and like all the stuff's been out for a minute, there's nothing new coming out.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: she always smothered everything in sweet and sour sauce. I was like, man, that's cool. You really like sweet and sour sauce. And then find out years later, after we've been married for a while, that she was just wolfing this stuff down just so we could hang out. And I'm like, I literally went there every night because I thought you loved it. I thought that was our thing. Like, <laughs> this is our, our bench, this is our, mm-hmm. And I was like, I, this was just the best time. And now I find out. I didn't out.
0: want to seem like a yeah. snob.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I not want anything else, but it was. You were just
5: trying to let him know you were low maintenance. Right,
0: You don't want to be the person
5: that's
3: like, hey, I don't like mm-hmm. um, She so wasn't, she crammed it. I,
0: we, we used to eat. No, right. I mean, we can both eat like trash food. I'm not, Craving I'm not right. above it. I'm just saying, um, it was very, suspect but anyhow so I mean I'm really grateful for those days but it was it's weird to say it was sort of easy back then but it was for several reasons schedules you know it's not like I took an overnight call or you know I mean I feel like um, I don't want to call anybody out like a specific group call out but doctors have a tendency to say well I'm just so busy and I'm you know in, in med school it starts in med school I'm so busy well I mean everybody's so busy you know, parents are busy, um, lawyers are busy, gym owners are busy, everybody's busy, I mean, you could use that as an excuse, but um, people used to tell me when I was in med school, like, you're not focused hard enough, you're not, clearly, if you're working out for, and I literally would put myself on a clock, uh, but if you're not working out 90 minutes a day, or if you're doing 90 minutes a day at the gym, like, you're not studying hard enough, aren't you worried about your scores and and what was going to happen and then like in the next breath i hear them talking about like something they watched on tv um and i've been accused of being like an intense person but like for years i didn't watch tv i didn't turn on tv i still don't know what games of throne is crucify me i'm not going to watch it but um you know it it's all about priorities and to me at the time that was super important to me. and it actually just made me really happy and i thought and I've told a lot of people this, uh, it's been a long time since I've said this, sorry, it seems disorganized. Um, but I thought that it helped me be way more productive in the day because I knew at 5 p.m., it doesn't matter how far I've gotten. Um, and for those of you who don't know, in med school, a lot of it, you don't actually have to be present for it. You just have to take your national exams and score well. Um, I mean, your clinicals you do, but a lot of it's it's sitting in a room and studying for you know 12, 15 hours a day. Um, but if I knew that at 5 o'clock I'm getting up, uh, I'm leaving my desk and I'm going to the gym, and at 6:30 I'm done, I was super productive up until 5 I'm so, like, all right, I got to get it in, I got to get to this place, and then I would get to the gym, and then I'd be pretty productive in the gym because I gotta I have to leave at 6:30, I have to get back to it. So anyway, I always thought it was like. A, a, a cop out to say that, in other words. Um, so anyway, that's and that's how it. It was sort of good that I sort of I framed it that way going in, um, because then you know when you're a surgery intern, I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, but I'm told that it's Dex tells me it actually is pretty similar to like how the hierarchy goes. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, So I'm told that it's pretty similar as far as that goes. So if we've seen that, you know, it is similar. Like you have a chief resident and you have the upper and mid level residents. And then you're the intern. And we got married and four days later, I was a surgery intern, which meant, you know, I spent the night in the hospital every third night. Um, You know, there's no extra time. And so I got super creative um, with finding ways to train. Um, And to this day, I still do this. If I had like a, a full day off. That was my time to, like I did this morning, run, like do cardio and then do a, a second piece in the afternoon. And again, like people would say, well, you're just not focusing hard enough. You're not, um, your priorities are not in line if you're making time to do this. And sort of what I continue to see is that you actually are far more productive if you have these things that you have to schedule your priorities around. And again, I maybe other feel like other industries feel this way. But I feel like doctors, a lot of times just feel like they're just so busy. And it is true. I mean,
5: um, it it seems like that seems like such an oxymoron because here you are saying, I'm going to, I'm going to devote this time to taking care of myself and my body and my health so that I can take care of other people's body and their health, but you're not focused enough, you know? Yeah.
1: It's a very,
0: Especially the surgery world, and I, and I say that I don't know what other specialties are like. It may be the exact same um, uh, culture. That's the word. Um, it might be the same culture there too. I don't know, but it's you know it's very cutthroat, and you're you want to be on it all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you're probably. I mean, I do this. I'm competitive. I'm looking for weaknesses in other people's games, but. Um, yeah, I, I still don't understand understand why why that's a thing. Um, all that to say, those were really hard years and I look back and um, I would have to just make the most of, especially probably my first, second, and third years of residency, those are your most time intensive, um, you know, your first year, you're just, I mean, I can't even tell you how much time you spend at the hospital because, there's technically a duty hour <laughs> restriction, um, and so um, I will also say I absolutely loved where I did my training. I feel like I got great training. Um, I love the people. I'm still friends with all of my mentors. Like I had a super healthy relationship with all of them. I know if I called one of them today, they would help me with something. Um, so I I am am very grateful for that. Uh, but it made competing really hard. I mean, I had to watch all of my friends go like fulfill this dream that i had had for years, which is competing at the games because our first year there, they qualify for the CrossFit Games. And on the one hand, I'm like freaking stoked, mostly for Dex, but for everybody else too. But also on the other hand, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want shorts with a number on them. You know, I don't want to do the things. And uh, so, but I had to, you know, that was just, the path that i was on and i couldn't go and so
3: and she had helped us qualify like her all her open scores get counted right um
0: so, so then after that and i i mean i'm kind of, kind of downplaying a little i was it was it was just a hard that whole part of life was hard but then after that, i was like you know what i'm gonna make the open season that is my competition because no matter what i'm gonna have one day in there and that whatever four to five day stretch that I can definitely go do that workout and give it a hundred percent. And so that's going to be my competition. And if, and if I happen to, to have the time given to me to go to regionals or the time given to me to go to the games and i have qualified, well then that'll be the cheer on top. But I just made it my mission that the open is going to be my showcase moment. And so I would just kill myself the next year, my second, third, and maybe yeah, fourth years. I mean, I think I was working out one day a week because I would do the open workout, and then I would be like ill until the next.
3: <laughs> that was, that's a, so she would come do Friday Night Lights too, right? So I remember.
0: By the way, I realize that's not healthy, and, and no part of that is fitness, but it's you know it was a competitive season of life, and I don't regret it. So yeah,
3: she uh <laughs> she would come, and I'm I'm like managing a gym, right? So I'm putting together Friday Night Lights stuff and this that and other, and I'm there all day. And she would come in, and I know the hours she's working at this point, right? Like, that's impressive enough to me. And skills-wise, she has skills. You know, capacity is different. She also knows herself very well as a competitor. So she's not, you know, she wouldn't explode till the end. But she would come to that workout either immediately after it came out on Thursday nights, or she would come to Friday Night Lights where she's getting off, coming in in scrubs, dropping the bag, changing, rowing a 500, and we're starting the workout. But, and then she would pay for it, right, for a few days, maybe Tuesday the next week she starts feeling okay. (laughs) But there was never, I don't think there, I mean, I'd have to look back because they still have the things up, but I don't think there was a year she didn't qualify individually. And 15, I know a lot of her open scores helped us get to regionals because we had some girls that had some holes. Um, And so she helped, which was heartbreaking. 16, she got to go. We ended up not qualifying. That was the last, or, yeah, that was 16, which we should have qualified. It was super weird. 17, we ended up getting to go, which was, was super awesome to do together. But the hustle did not change for her. It was, uh, it was impressive, something to watch.
0: It was, well, I mean, even in 17, I will say this too again, just a nod to the people that I worked with and the quality of people at my job. Um, you know, I mean, it's probably like anyone else. You see the people at your job, and then you see your family. So, um, but you know, residency is hard for a reason because they want you to be ready when you're out on your own and you have a person that comes in at 2 a.m. with a busted kidney, they don't want you to panic and be like, well, I'm too tired to go or I don't know what to do. Like that's the whole purpose is so that you are ready for those moments because they're gonna happen and they're gonna be really stressful and take about 10 years off your life. (laughs) Ask ask me how I know. But but yeah, so there were eight residents at the time, eight urology residents at the time. So I mean, and somebody has to be on the call. And so, um, there's usually a lower level and an upper level resident that are managing all the things that happen on call. And so like you usually are on call once a night and then when we get a month or so is the way the math works out. And so um, I wouldn't know even if I qualified if I was gonna actually have somebody take my call for me, you know, because that's really inconvenient because you're really screwing yourself. And anyway, it's, and again, it's the culture, right? You want to be the go-getter. You want to be the first one there and the last one to leave. The one that's the going to go do all the hard cases, and um, that's just surgery culture. And um, asking somebody to cover for you so that you can go to the CrossFit game, something that they don't know anything about, isn't really popular, by the way. Um, but so then when we made it in 2017, like immediately, like we celebrated, I was excited, and the drive home, I mean, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, how am I going to get anybody to do this? And Like what kind of response am I gonna have if I don't? Like how upset am I gonna let myself get if I don't get to go do this? It's been like, at this point, a goal of mine for four years to go. Um, And I loved our team that year. Our team was just, the vibes were perfect. Um, And so finally, like figure out how we're gonna make it all work. And I still like, think I'm still really good friends with the guy that covered for me and made it possible. Um, He did not let me forget what an inconvenience it was for him, but he's also just a super awesome Sam. Oh,
4: yes.
0: Super awesome guy, and um, I mean, it would have just, it was a cool experience. Obviously, our um, I mean, I'm sure you guys weren't following CrossFit Maximus in 2017, but our our girl um, fell and broke her leg, and, you know, our season definitely changed after that, the outlook, but still, it was cool. We got to, you know, go and do stuff together and it was really fun and I'm glad we have a cool
2: picture
3: to show our kid one day. She, um, she won't believe it's me because it was the one. Yeah. Oh,
2: right, yeah. Oh, did, no. I, did I hear you say you re- you're retired now? You Officially you're retired? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Both of you?
3: I <sighs> Okay. <laughs> we say one, the rules that are going back for team, which I think we discussed before, I have no interest in doing individual stuff. Um, And I I enjoy that the rules are going back to a fit like a real affiliate cup, right? I'm sure people will find ways around that, have super team stuff. But if the majority is, you know, in-house people, like, I'd love to see it go back to like people that organically came out of a class or whatever, Um, you know, you have a life and you go rep the the flag. Um, But yeah, man, we did, um, I mean, like we were talking about having the kid, I just, I've never looked forward to something so much in my life. And, you know, since we've been married, definitely, but for as long as I can remember. And because kind of my experience, like, like with my dad was just, there were there were things, especially the deeper you get into life, I think. And then, you know, I just, I wanted to be around for all of it. And I think if you try to do it at a certain level, you know, there's obviously like requirements and that requirement is things, you know, non-renewables like time. And I, uh, I just, I would like that all that stuff to go, especially like now that she's starting to stand up by herself and, and push stuff around, man. Like I am have a camera on hand, so I'm getting all the stuff. And then um, my mom passed away in September. And I just, you know, even more so now, um, very okay with it. Uh, and, and I loved our team, like Kelly, Brooke, and, and Christian, like, you know, aside from the one her and I were on, like the most fun, like we just, I think uh, we talked about it last time. Like Chandler was supposed to be initially, and I and I still love Chandler like like my brother. Uh, we still talk most days, but we just had the most fun, man. I mean, me and Christian are both too big. Our girls are like just insanely well matched, like best friends, and it was just it was a really good season to move through. Um, so you know, the last competition I did was a win, and I wish that they would end up having stuff at Mayhem, but. Um, and I thought I would get a few months into saying I'm retired and be like, oh, well, we'll start training. But I have not at all. No, I, I'm still expecting. No, I'm encouraging Yeah. Now, if we like, you know, we get in here and compete with one another and they're, you know, cool. Like we have a nice home gym, it's great. But I started, uh, we were looking for new hobbies, right? Like, and we've been doing the same thing forever. Um, and I like, I know what to expect in here, right? Like I'm not good at pistols, yada, yada, yada. So I wanted something I knew nothing about. Um, Cause I think I, coming out of football, going into CrossFit I was immediately wanted to compete. So I think I skipped a lot of the, the cool affiliate stuff you get to do in the beginning, right? Like I'm in a new world. I met a lot of nice people and I got to meet them but I'm like the coach now I'm trying to compete. So, you know, whatever. So I missed out on a lot of that stuff. Um, but, and I foster it, right? My community and all that stuff as a coach and, and gym manager, whatever, you know, it's your job. And, I, and I've loved it for so long on that side. And so I started jiu here, which I know nothing about. Like not a, you wear cool pajamas. That's all I know. And so I start that and we have a good time. Uh, we actually ended up doing a tournament. I, I won my little white belt classes, um, which was super fun. I've not been that nervous in a long time. Um, and I have not put my hands on anyone in a long time, legally since, so that was fun. Um, but that's what, you know, we're, we're trying to get into new stuff. We signed up for a triathlon. She, her, you can't see her legs right now, but they don't, I'm they don't hurting. work. Uh, <laughs> we meet the guy and, and, you know, admittedly, we've not done a very good job of branching out just because of the seasonal life. And, you know, it's easy to be in the house for a month and not get realize it. Right yeah. And so she met a guy at work, super nice. He comes over, talks us into signing up for a triathlon. And, we've not, I've not ran literally a step since I decided like, you know, since I canceled everything and I was like, I hate running. I'm gonna take a real, real break. I mean, I'm, I'm about 230 right now. And I ain't been 230 in many moons, but we, um, we're just trying to get into new things, man. And I think I'll always do CrossFit just cause like I always talk about my adult ADD It really soothes that. But, um, I think I, I miss coaching an affiliate for sure, which I'm sure I'll get back into. Um, but just you know, when all the stuff's fresh, especially with the baby, like, and I, I brought myself to take her to daycare one day a week, uh, which the first time I dropped her off at 9 a.m. and came back and got her at 10. So that was, <laughs> well, me. It was just I, little
4: I, steps, little steps. Well, yeah,
3: and that's my little buddy, right? So we've been hanging out every day. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll send mom off to work, and her and I just we kick it all day. It's wiping butts and playing, and. You know, I'm like, okay, I've got to get something going. So Christian obviously, you know, has Move Fast, Lift Heavy, which, uh, you know, the more I learn about that, the more I am, I'm impressed with him because he does all the artwork. I'm pretty sure like 100% makes all the logo stuff, which is always really cool. And uh, there's just a lot of different avenues for that. And so he wanted to do Move Fast, Lift Heavy training, um, you know, and so I'm heading up programming for that, which has been very cool. So I still have my foot in the door. And, and it's been a while since I programmed and I forgot what an, kind of an artistic outlet it is and stuff like that. And so we're, we're getting into different things. It's uh, whatever.
2: I like it, yeah, you're repping. Well, I, I just want to say Dex, I missed the news about your mom passing and I'm super bummed to hear about that. I know you guys had a really close relationship and you talk about her very fondly in our last podcast. So my condolences out to you guys.
1: Appreciate it See from all of us.
3: Yeah, thank you guys. It was out of
2: nowhere. And that's the kind of thing that will shift your perspective very quickly. And so we totally understand, you know, where you're coming from in terms of, you know, making that decision and, and just doing what's right for your family. You know, nothing but love for you for that.
3: And, and she, like, it was super sudden and, and out of nowhere. We were actually in Denver for my birthday. And uh, we get a call and my brother, who's my know which is uh, who is actually finishing up med school now and and his husband's about to start so that's we're just a house of learned doctors. Dex is
0: next.
3: Yeah. Yeah Dex. I have my associate doctor degree Um, but she you know my brother calls me and and tells me some stuff's going down so we emergently fly home and I you know rarely is my brother like you know very serious about things when he calls me just that's kind of our relationship and uh, just out of nowhere man and uh, I mean she was 53 years old, and, like, it was just she had a reaction to something, and, and it was just unexpected. And so, yeah, I appreciate you guys. It's, it's been rough, man. She, uh, yeah, I forgot I talked about her a whole lot last time. But she, uh, it's weird. I don't think you realize, like, the, the contacts you make every day. Like, and I had such, like, a good, like, anchor point with her. And uh,
2: yeah.
3: you know, I yeah. like her every day. It's so weird.
2: So. Yeah, uh, we've, it's been a weird season. I know Scott lost his father in, uh, in October. I lost my grandfather in October. I lost my stepmother in October very suddenly too. So it's just been a weird, well, it's been a year, weird year for everybody, but especially those that we care about. So our hearts are with you. It's heartbreaking. Yeah,
3: it's super weird too. I think, And I don't think I've had to, I don't know. I, I think I compartmentalize really well. I'd like to say that's a skill, but it's, uh, Because, you know, I mean, it's me, my brother and sister, and and that stuff goes down, which I don't think we've ever had to handle, really. I mean, that was somebody, like a grandparent, and, you know, we were close with, but, you know, I guess you expect it with grandparents, or, you know, like, oh, well, they were 70-something or older or whatever. Um, And our older people in our family had kind of a medical history, and she just, I mean, other than, like, she lived off Mellow Yellow, I mean, and smoked, but, you know, it was none of that. So it's so weird. I oh. think you appreciate it more when you, when I don't know. I, I think it changed the way I'll be. I'm super intentional with things now. I think that's what it is. It's just, I don't like to waste like moments or miss things or, or let something not be made a big deal when it should now. And, and uh, just the way like I look at and appreciate her, especially like because they, they got so close, so like for my best way. And um, we had moved home, so she was able to come up and hang out with the kid a lot. Uh, I'm selfish man like I wish you know she was still here and all that but you know I told you guys my mama was like Medea, and you know there's you know you say it about everybody like oh well they're in a better place now I have you know and I spoke at her funeral and I said that I said there's there's no doubt that this lady's up there tap dancing with Jesus and you know while Gerald Levert sings and stuff like Luther Vandross because that was her bag but it's a I don't know, I, I very much walk a little slower and, and take things in a little better and, and a lot more grateful for things moment to moment now, for sure. Yeah.
0: I think that's been true of us this whole year, even before that happened. And then especially then, which he did give her eulogy, which was amazing. And there's a video of it, and I could watch it all the time.
4: Um,
2: yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot. You talk about, um, just on a lighter note, you talk about doctors in the family. Dex, you're quite the doctor of footwear. What, what it? I can't. Half of your posts, I can't like. I don't even understand them. There's so many tags and hashtags and posts of a post of a post. What is going on? Explain well, to me, please. Uh, I've Podcast. known uh,
3: this is Instagram's Jumpman Jay.
2: Yeah. He, he hooked me up. All right, quick story. I met Easy Muhammad at a regional Atlantic regional, and he had remember the camo nanos? No, camo metcons camouflage, It was like the first metcon they had and i wanted a pair and he gave me the the name of jumpman Jay. and he and i were in contact back in like 2014 to get these freaking shoes yeah so jay a legend
3: I, I say i'm a sneaker hit i enjoy sneakers on a level of like if i have them i am gonna wear them um and that's what i'm doing now like or because somebody was like oh we're a dad now you got to trade them in for like leather loafers when i was like <laughs> no that's mine now, I got some friends from Kentucky that got in, which is a, it's like a, I guess it's the least expensive hobby you could have for that you accumulate things. Like I'm not into guns or cars, not that bad, but it's, uh, I like it. And so we, you know, Jay, Kevin, uh, they run, I don't know what their podcast is called, it's Kicks, Cleans, and Coffee. But they, uh, you know, internet friends, like uh, I feel like everybody starts out now, but we, uh, I'm actually flying to Iowa to hang out with all those cats Thursday. Um, James Townsend and uh, a lot of those people. But it's, uh, I don't know, just like shoes, man. And I collected them in college and I ended up getting, a guy came in and like, he had he got kicked off the team and stayed behind when we were in an away game and stole all my shoes. So I had been in that game, but it's different now. Kids are like making a living selling shoes and I'm, I don't do that. I think I've sold one pair, but it's its a pretty selfish, uh, weird endeavor. That's like my old man coin collection. It just happens to be really cool shoes.
2: Shoes are way cooler than coins.
3: Right. And then, and now they make some that are, cause I, you know, I like the traditional like retro Jordan stuff. Like what um, what'd they tell me, a safe white boy shoe is the Jordan one. So I have a lot of those, but we, yeah, I got a lot period, but, um, they, and they make some weird stuff now. So um, we stick to the classics mostly, but um, yeah, it's, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing we've gotten into it accidentally.
2: My, my 15 year old daughter's on the hunt for a pair of air force ones, baby blue. And I'm thinking they're like $300. I said, I'm going to get you a white pair and just,
3: Paid them. That's a $2,000 pair. I know the one she's talking about. The, yeah, uh, just
4: blow your mind.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's weird. I, I will right. say it's weird to see the value people place on them now. Because I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll, you know, I'll pay 150 bucks for some shoes. And also, it's been a long time since I had to buy them, right? Like, we were very cool with Reebok when we were at Maximus. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people send you stuff. So it's been a long time since we had to buy athletic shoes. And, um, or any shoes that whatever. But, um yeah, it's weird people that the price they'll put on them. Like the ones she's talking about are off-white Air Force Ones. You find those for less than two grand. You better get them because mm-hmm. they will be stealing them. <laughs> but it's weird. Well, because like, so Noah and, and uh, Chandler, they have the Nike Pro account, right? And some of that stuff pops up on there. So I'll put those up someday. And Chandler will send me a box. They sent him randomly, like, send a picture. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know these were coming. I was like, I hope you stepping in dog crap with this. <laughs> so, That's great.
1: Well, well Dex this this has been amazing we are way over our hour and right. I still I still three, have
2: three's coming up
1: I still have th- two pages of questions in my in my book Great
2: point.
4: Yeah.
1: so <laughs> so we want to let you go so that you can spend some time with your with your daughter um, and I know you have friends in the house so we don't want to keep you too long but but we definitely want to have you back again for a third episode because Repeat. Uh,
4: Repeat.
1: I have more questions for Marilyn that I need to know some answers to. Yeah, um,
3: she, she needs to be on these things. I'm sorry, like, I
0: rambled. I'm going to practice next time.
3: No, she should. Like, like you guys have heard me talk about her. Like, there are way and and I hope she gets on rabbit holes. I love this. I think she needs to be the kind of mouthpiece for like you know health and wellness minded doctors, so it's not pumpy full of medicine and this that and other especially like being in a, in a specialty so i appreciate you yeah. guys you know, stuff like that yeah we
2: and i i still think we could do a fourth episode on just relationship stuff too like there's so much content here it's oh and a
5: fifth one on parenting there you go <laughs> <laughs>
2: but the
5: relationship
0: we have a very unique As does everybody, I mean, yeah.
2: yeah. I can't wait, you guys are awesome.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so much fun, and I learned so much.
2: I'm glad
3: y'all are doing well. Casco has the coolest office because of the- (laughs) Thanks. we will glad to work on you back here. What is that, a picture of the kids? I know, I (laughs) am. That's just one of my- Yeah, we do have to get a mile. I didn't think you guys would be able to hear this, so. Yeah,
1: not too bad. Yeah. We got, we got pretty good audio. So, well, thank you so much guys. Um, I'm going to hit the the stop button and then we can chat just a little bit.
2: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsor, RX smart gear. As a listener of the show, you can get 15% off everything except special editions and new releases. When you use the code Clydesdale 15 at checkout, that's Clydesdale 15, all caps
1: And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.